You're listening to episode 16. Welcome to the Well Woman Collaborative Podcast, where we believe that women who count themselves worthy of being well change the world. I'm your host, Brooke Peterson, author, entrepreneur, and founder of Well Woman Co. After struggling with disorder eating and poor self-image for over a decade, I was set free in an instant and finally found the courage to step into my true identity. I'm now on a mission to help other women uncover vibrant health and live a life on purpose. It's time to tune out distractions and tune into the truth about who you were created to be. If you're ready to ditch the comparison game, receive fresh revelation, actionable tips and tricks, and honest conversations with down-to-earth experts to help you live the life you were designed for, you've come to the right place. Each week, we will be closing with a key takeaway that will move you one step further in your wellness journey, along with an in-real-life moment to wrap up each episode. Welcome to the Well Woman Collaborative Podcast, well-being for the modern-day woman. wondered what it's like to be on the cover of a magazine or what it feels like to be a professional fitness competitor walking across stage in a tiny bikini being judged for every move, not to mention all eyes on you. Me too. Although this is not a personal goal of mine, for now, figure competition is a serious sport. I've actually been to them live. And although training can go down the wrong path, don't get me wrong, which our guest today shares about, I am fascinated with what our human body is capable of and the amount of discipline and courage it takes to take the stage. Today, we're going to peel back the curtain of a life of a pro figure competitor. Whether or not competing is your goal, our guest today, Christy Dada, will share some of her training tactics, her struggle with disordered eating, and how she's overcome and learned to fuel her body correctly and maintain a freedom perspective. So wherever you are today in your fitness journey, you'll learn tips that will help you move in the right direction in a way that's helpful, holistic, and maintainable. And spoiler alert... Maintaining a stage-ready body is not. Today, we get to bring to you all a special guest. Miss Christie is a former Division I collegiate athlete. She is also a corporate executive for a medical device company. And what lights her up is transforming lives physically, financially, and emotionally. She lives in Brooklyn, New York with her bulldog, Peanut which we'll get to soon. (laughs) And you can find her doing anything fitness related all throughout New York City. Christy, welcome to the Well Woman Collaborative Podcast. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. I love this stuff. (laughs) It's super cool. And what's really neat is that I don't even know if you know this, but I was first exposed to you on one of our mutual friend, Dr. Beth Westy's podcast. Oh, wow. I, this will be fun for you to hear because I was, I remember distinctly, I was preparing dinner. I listen to podcasts a lot when I'm getting food ready. And I was making dinner and, you know, something healthy, but I was listening to you and your story 
and hearing how you have, you know, gone through fitness competitions and your whole fitness story. And I was so inspired and I was sitting there making my uh, dinner probably extra healthy that night. because <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And now here we are. So thank you so much for being here. Oh, I'm so grateful. Thank you. Yeah, so I kind of mentioned a little bit um, about you in the intro and how I initially got connected with you, but you have quite a story. So I would love, Christy, just to hear your own words and have you dive into your a little bit of your fitness journey and how you got to where you are right now. Sure. So I would say I probably have played some form of organized sports since I was in the fourth grade. And that kind of started with somebody telling me I couldn't play because I was a girl. And that didn't really work out really well because I didn't, I I really truly was like, well, so what? Like, because I'm a girl, I can't play basketball. So the story is there was a sign-up sheet outside of our fourth grade gym class. And it was, you know, a line of boys lining up, signing their names. And I got in line and the coach pulled me aside and said, no, no, honey, this is for boys only. And I said, well, why? We just played with the boys in gym class. So I didn't, I didn't, I truly just was like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And we, I guess at the time, and I'm a little bit older, so we were t- in our social studies class, we were learning about petitions. And so my teacher was like, well, what did we just learn about? And I'm like, well, do you think I could put one together? And she's like, you know how to write your name, right? <laughs> so I literally created a petition and she kind of helped word it and you know, with her guidance, I went and got, I think, over a hundred and something signatures. I asked all my friends to have their parents just sign a piece of paper. So I would staple them all together because <laughs> some of the other girls were like, well, we want to play too. And we ended up forming our, the first youth basketball league at my elementary school, which was a lot of fun for girls. So wow. Cool. Christy, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. And part part of me is not surprised because well what we'll get into what we're what you're doing now I can see that grit and that determination you know has probably only amplified in your life. Oh yeah, it's it's when you tell me no and you can't explain mm-hmm. to me why. <laughs> there's always that okay, so I I'm not accepting that. So I guess right. that's kind of just carried over to a lot of different things. And then I played basketball probably up until ninth or tenth grade, and then I found soccer. I did some cross country running, tennis, but I really fell in love with volleyball in seventh grade, and just it was just that was my jam. That was my sport, and I ended up leaving the other sports behind, and then just solely trained year round to play volleyball. And I ended up earning a scholarship to Clemson University, so that's where I played volleyball. Wow. Congratulations. So from grade school to collegiate athlete to now fitness competitor, what, what, (laughs) either you're crazy or you have a serious passion, but what is it about fitness specifically and physical health that got you hooked and keeps you motivated to keep reaching this next level of accomplishments? I would say, you know, there was a point after college and, you know, before I, I guess, refound fitness that I just, I had had a pretty unhealthy experience through college with fitness and we can dive more into that. And I began to not want to be a part of a team, not want to be a part of anything that was exercise related. And I ended up getting back into it and then just remembered why I loved getting sweaty and why I was on a team and why I I just enjoy pushing myself. 
and it's, it's the challenge. It's the, it's the camaraderie when you're with a team, it's the community that you get to build. It's learning a new skill. I mean, I can, I'll share more about what I go through with the fitness competitions, but I was never, I was the tomboy growing up. And so now trying to be graceful and high heels in a very small bathing suit on stage, (laughs) it's a whole nother level of (laughs) of fitness that I never thought. But I just, I like to choose things every year that I've never done before. And so my first fitness competition was in December of 2017. I was 45, 45, 44 years old. Yeah. 44. And I said, okay, well, never done this. Let's see if I can jump out of my comfort zone. And oh boy, did I. Oh man. <laughs> totally. So today's, today's topic is a little bit of diving into confessions of a mm-hmm. fitness competitor. Okay. And I'm, I'm so glad that we have you on the show because it's so easy to see someone on the cover of a magazine or, you know, we see the pictures after the show of these women who are just like totally cut and you know, have really the perfect physique. And mm-hmm. it's so easy for someone like me, candidly, I've never competed in a fitness competition. And I know the majority of the population doesn't. And mm-hmm. so it's so easy to just cast judgment of, oh, that, you know, they're just like way over the top, or they must have a disordered eating, or, you know, they're doing this for the wrong reasons. And, but because I've gotten to know you a little bit personally, I know who you are as a woman and that you don't have a, you don't have this perspective, but you're doing it um, out of a motive that is healthy. And I'm sure you've gone through that journey, which we can talk a little bit about. So I'd love, you know, you, you touched on what motivated you to compete now in fitness competitions, but I'd love to talk about your journey a little bit of how do you, because for the listeners, you, you're competing currently, correct? You're yep. training. I'm in the, yep. I'm eight weeks away from getting on my, on stage for my first show. Okay. This season. So, <laughs> so is eight weeks in the, in the training world, like close? It's, it's kind of now. So most um, competitors, you know, summer can do it in shorter amount of time, but anywhere from 12 to 14 weeks is the amount of time you need to kind of get yourself in, in that kind of shape and in that kind of mindset. Um, eight weeks out, I'm pretty much trying to just button up the nutrition plan. And I have a coach for that, which, you know, I, I'm so grateful for. Um, she keeps me in line and, you know, it's, it, it's pretty amazing what we do together. and you know, eight weeks, I've already got my suits and all the things that I need set up for. So, um, right now it's, it's, it's easy going. It's when it gets to week four and three and two, that's really when the body really begets, gets to change. Um, some depletion happens. One of my macros, carbohydrates starts to really get pulled out of my nutrition plan. And, you know, when you refer to what we see in the magazines and on the stage and, you know, on the TV commercials and all the things you have to remember that, you know, it's there for marketing and those pictures are not always, they're touched up. Um, and the way we look is for one day, it's (laughs) so not sustainable to be in shows in stage show shape every single day. I mean, it's just, I I don't know. I would probably be dead. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, like it's just, there's no way because the day of the show, you're literally completely depleted, dehydrated, 
trying to flex and pose and smile and all these things. And meanwhile, your brain is like, are we there yet? <laughs> but it's fun. Like for me, a lot of people are like, then why do you do all this? And it's a challenge for me. And it's, and it's, it's putting my best foot forward when I may not have all the stars aligned to help me. It's yeah. coming from within. Yeah. So let's talk about that because you out of anyone, okay, you go from this place of like that one day of quote, I put quote, perfection, and then you walk off and then the next, you know, weeks you're going back to, you know, your normal healthy physique. So talk about that, that transition. How do you handle that mentally? And I do think it's important to just point out to the listeners that hear it from Christy ladies, like this is not our goal. (laughs) You know, like so many of us are chasing this crazy physique that's not even reality. Mm -hmm. And so it's, I think in, in one sense, it's encouraging because literally our physical bodies are not designed to maintain this look forever. So how, how do you, Christy, um, transition your mindset as your body is transitioning and, you know, really somewhat extreme ways. Mm -hmm. So nutritionally, there's a way to um, reverse diet out. So you go through this process of uh, slowly depleting the body of especially carbohydrates and sugar um, to get to where you need to be for the stage day. And then, you know, the one thing that I, you know, they have a, what they call a cheat meal or reward meal afterwards, but then you really have to um, slowly bring your body back to where it was before nutritionally. Um, I've seen a lot of people and I've experienced it myself where you just kind of roll back into your normal eating habits. And if you didn't have good nutritional habits to, from the beginning, the body gets very misaligned and doesn't know what to do because you're now putting all these carbohydrates in and it's like, whoa, 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 we haven't had this in so long. What's going on? And I would say for me, after doing my second show in June of last year, the mental game to get on the national stage, it didn't go well. My national debut did not go well. And then coming off of that particular show, I just went into this place of, oh my God, who did I, you know, who do I think I am? I'm 45 years old. I can, you know, why did I think I could do this? Like there's all of those stories, right? Those self-doubt mm-hmm. stories that we tell ourselves that maybe we started to hear as a child or wherever in life and we believed them. And from, I, I had a very severe eating disorder in college and seeing myself that on stage day, I was like, oh my God, yes. And then as my body started to normalize, because that's not normal every day to mm-hmm. look like that, the, the body image distortion played a pretty big yeah. mental game with me of, I felt like I had the angel and the devil on each shoulder, like the one saying, you can do this. You can stay like this all the time. This is what you did just like that. And then the angel's like, remember, let's is about a healthy journey. You want to inspire and da da da. So even though it may look like I had it going on at the moment in my head, I'm like battling with staying on stage ready. And then, okay, you have to have your body (laughs) to be normal for multiple reasons, health wise, mental wise. And then my strength, like, even though you looked shredded and ripped, I mean, 
it's, it's tough. It's tough that day to, to gather that strength, but that's kind of the mental game that goes back and forth. So I'm the first one to tell you that it's, you have to be strong enough to know that it's just a one day, a few for a day thing. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And then just allow your body and be in love with the way your body is. I mean, it, it's safe. Be grateful for the fact that you can walk, exercise. You know, there are so many people out there that just on your worst day <laughs> would be somebody's best day. They're wishing for that. That's so good. Your worst day is someone's best day. Yeah. I, I think that's such an important piece. You know, the gratitude piece is so important. And not everyone listening might be in doing fitness competitions, but I think the same self-doubt and these same cycles happen in our wellness journey, whether that's trying to lose weight or whether that's, you know, struggling with yo-yo dieting. And so for yourself or the women that, cause I know you work with women, mm-hmm. um, nutritionally, you help them work on and customize nutrition. What do you see with the women as far as their mindset that, um, maybe hinders their physical progress because of, you know, mindset blocks? I would say the most common thing I hear is I want to look like I did when I was 18. I want to look like I did when I was at this particular younger stage in life. And, you know, it's, it's always possible. There's always the possibility. I I never say never with anything, but you also have to kind of realize that hormonally your body's in a different place, you know, how you treated your body from 18 to wherever stage of life you're in now plays a big factor in the ability to lose weight. It's the the food choices you're making. It is the, you know, the company you're keeping, who you surround yourself with, the energy from that plays a big, you know, part of how your body will transform. But I would say the biggest thing that I hear is I want to look like I used to. And I'm trying to shift that mindset with women. Like, what if this, you know, what if you could be in love with the way your body is now and then maybe give it the things that it needs and watch it become the miracle that it really is? Wow. That's so powerful. Oh, I love that. And how do you, is there some, I'm really putting you on the spot here, but how do you do this in your own life? You know, as you're going in and out of competition and just as another female to female, like mm-hmm. what are some of literally your practices? You mentioned, you already mentioned some of them like community, but what mm-hmm. are you doing on a daily, weekly basis to keep your mindset in check from not going back to those old habits of, of the angel and the devil? Yeah. So it's funny. Um, it's, it's funny that we're talking about this just today. I had another one of, um, I use the bod pod to kind of help with, and that's just a test for body fat and body mass and lean muscle mass. And you can find them online, but I use that instead of like a skin fold test to kind of see my progress. And today was my second, second test. And I lost in three and a half weeks, three and a half pounds, but my body fat hasn't shifted. And in my head, I still clearly remember a couple days before show, I was at 139 pounds and I was at 11.8 body Mm -hmm. fat. And here I am at 21 and I'm weighing 149. And then I'm like, oh my God, I only have eight weeks. And And then I'm like, hold on a second. And I literally say that to myself, just hold on. This is a tool 
to kind of see it doesn't define who you are. So I do a lot of journaling um, to kind of just where I feel like I, I'm at. I do a lot of visualization. Like I can visualize, I sit and close my eyes and think about how I'm presenting myself on stage and my, and my posture. Like I try and focus on the things that will get me to my goal. And every day I just remind myself that this is just one day. It's just one day. Just like if you fall off of your, your nutrition plan and you have a weight loss goal and you're out with friends and there's birthday cake and wine and you're celebrating and you have a couple glasses of wine and some cake, have the cake and the wine. <laughs> it's yeah. okay. It's yeah. not the end of the world. Don't pulverize yourself because you want to have an experience and create a memory. And that's, that's what I want to do. That's why I do this because I've struggled with disordered eating and an eating disorder and body image issues. But I also want women to know that you can be 26 or 66 and anything in between. And if you have a goal and you want to go for it, don't let age or anything else in your mindset stop you from trying. It's so good. I just want to reiterate again what you said, and I'm going to be sharing these in the show notes. So if people are listening like me, like, holy moly, I want to implement these. I don't want to forget these. (laughs) I'll be writing them. But for immediate, um, just sharing these again, you know, this, the tool, the scale is just a tool. (laughs) Christy Mm -hmm. mentioned a bod pod, whether it's you step on a scale or you're taking measurements, like it's just a tool. I think that's such important. I honestly am at a point right now where because I'm not competing, I don't have any specific weight quote goals. I just don't even step on it. I look at it every morning. It's, it's on my bathroom floor. I'm not even my toddler. It's like a toy for my toddler at this point. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) But it's just like, it doesn't matter. And I don't want to give space this season at this point in my life to have that number affect my attitude. It's just not Mm -hmm. worth it to me. And you know, there, it's not right or wrong, but you have to figure out what works for you and what's prioritized. You know, visualization is so important. This whole meditating and like letting our minds calm down. I love that. You're journaling one day at a time and then ultimately really believing that anything is possible. Mm -hmm. And share with us your, um, what you've done with your competitions. Cause I know you've been pretty successful. So my, First three, first two shows, I came in first place in my age group, um, and then uh, I finished second place in an open category, which is just defined by height. So I compete in the master's level, which means if you're over 35, you're all of a sudden a master. I'll take it. <laughs> that, and I guess they want you to have your AARP card at that point, but okay. <laughs> And then in a couple of the novice um, categories, which, you know, you can only enter those the very first time I finished second, third and fourth place. So I did pretty well. I, I can't complain. And I've qualified every season for a national competition. And that's that's where, that's where I have the ability to turn professional. And a lot of people ask me why, what's the big deal of winning your pro card for me? I think I've always, since I was a little kid, you know, you look at some of these athletes, whether it's Michael Jordan or Larry Bird, or it's, you know, a famous, you know, female athlete, that's a tennis player. Or for me, it was, you know, Carrie Walsh, which is a beach volleyball player. And you see all of these professionals and, you know, 
I'm only five foot nine, so I know that volleyball really isn't in the cards for me. <laughs> so I, I think it would be pretty dang awesome to say that I pushed myself to become a professional athlete. Um, and then there's, you know, some other things that I can do with this and I can gain sponsorship and hopefully bring, you know, those sponsors to create philanthropic scholarships for maybe girls that don't have the accessibility to fitness or the accessibility to team sports. I, I really feel like young girls getting involved in team sports is such a self-esteem builder. It yeah. really is. And it teaches them so many skills about encouragement and support and, you know, what it's like to play a role on a team and how to, you know, just all that aspect. And that's really, really where I see myself going with my professional career. I may do one or two shows, but I also know that longevity is important for me and I want to be able to function at a high level of fitness as I go into my golden years. So that's, yeah. that's kind of what the goal is. Congratulations. That's a, ma that's a massive accomplishment. And most people don't just uh, start doing figure competitions and scale to the top like that. And what the listener might not know too, is you have a, you have a job during the day, right? Mm -hmm, I sure do. <laughs> so you're, you're sharing about crushing goals and, you know, having a vision beyond maybe what you're doing during the day. And so for those who are listening, who are busy or you have young kids or you already have an established career, but there's like this itching, would you say there was just like this underlying desire mm -hmm. that you just couldn't knock? And yeah. all the difference between you and maybe someone else is all you've done is just said, yes, like yeah. I'm going to pursue this with action and belief, marry those two. Oh yeah. Um, so I'd love to hear from you since you have all this experience and you're in the fitness and nutrition world very heavily. Um, mm -hmm. I would love to hear from your perspective of how, what, what's the best way for women to go about number one, fueling their body correctly as mm -hmm. they're maybe starting a new training program mm -hmm. and um, how to, so let, let's just talk about this first. So when it comes to women and then sure. trainings, say they're going to start a new workout routine, they're going to start lifting two times a week and they're going to try to get in, you know, 10,000 steps a day or do some extra cardio mm -hmm. sessions. So for someone who this might be new for, what is just the baseline guidelines to do this the right way versus going out and the typical exercise more, you know, eat less type mentality? Yeah. So I would say first and foremost, think about the activities you enjoy that actually create a sweat or you are around a group of people and it's fun. I mean, it has to be fun. Yeah. Fitness isn't a punishment. A lot of people are like, oh, I ate a burger and fries. Now I need to go run 10 miles. No, that's not what it is. This is about. So I would say the first thing is find an activity of movement and it could be yoga. It could be, you know, some form of martial arts. It could be riding the bikes in the park with your kids, whatever it is. Find that with that one thing that you love and then seek out the people that are doing that. So if you like group fitness, I'm a big group fitness person because I just love the collaborative energy that's in the class. I feed off of it and I love giving it back. So that would be my first Do you first instruct, Do you instruct any classes? Okay. I did. I, when I was living in Denver, I did cycling classes and then I also did a group fitness hit type of class and I loved Sign it. Sign me up. Sign me up, Christy. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Okay. I would say the second thing, if you're looking for 
um, a coach of any form, shape, way, shape, or form, whether it's a nutrition coach, a personal trainer. I said this on, on one of, on my podcast, uh, the other day, you know, how to choose your coaches, um, for multiple things, whether it's personal, professional, or physical, even emotional, you want to make sure that the number one thing is that that coach has your health and well-being as a priority first mm-hmm. over anything else. And I think if you can find that person, if you're looking for one-on-one training that has yeah. that in the forefront versus a, okay, let's just kick your butt five days a week. So you're sore and tired and you're barely eating yeah. or, you know, just that's the kind of thing that I would look for. And and kind of test it out. And if somebody doesn't work out, they don't work out. There's that doesn't mean that there's not another coach or a trainer. And then as far as choosing fitness classes, um, I would just kind of, you know, go to your local gym. And, you know, that's the biggest thing I think too, is when you decide to, that you want to start working out, everybody has a first day. Just remember yeah. that <laughs> everybody has a first day. Cause you didn't get on your bike as a kid and just go ride, you know, up and down the hill and not fall off or wobble. So everybody has a first day. And as long as you give yourself that grace and patience and keep consistency going, it'll be fine. You'll be just fine. That's so good. How about, how about the top nutritional tips as far as, um, maybe, you know, I get this question all the time. What do you eat before workout? What do you eat after mm-hmm. workout for women specifically? Is there guidelines that you tend to follow? Well, you and I have a very beautiful mutual friend, Dr. Beth Westy. So I do follow some of her tips and things from her book, The Female um, Fat Solution. And then of course, I think I'm speaking to an author of a food freedom book (laughs) myself that I have that I'm about to start reading. So for me, um, it depends on what I'm training for. And it really depends on um, what my goal is. If you are, you know, saying you want to lose some weight, I would definitely say learn how to incorporate multiple small meals throughout the day. Make sure that they are macronutrient balanced. So that's an equal part of a healthy fat, a healthy carb, and a lean protein. Yeah. Um, And God, I can't, I cannot emphasize enough water. Make sure you hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Um, For specific things, Definitely, if you're going to do something endurance related, um, whether you're training for a 5K, 10K, you want to maybe have a little bit more carbohydrate so you have some more energy for your run. Same thing if before a heavy lift. And then post workout, definitely within 20 minutes, try and get some branched chain amino acids into your system as well as an easily digestible protein. I don't know about you, but I've started to implement uh, these things more and more often, and it's made all the difference for me. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm someone who eating healthy is just a way of life now. It, it's just automatic, and I eat clean basically without trying. And so I didn't think that making some of these little tweaks like the branch chain amino acids or even upping my carbs, which I was fearful of carbs for way too long mm-hmm. in my life. It's so sad, but it's amazing. It's, I'm starting to see like muscles pop out of places. I'm like what is going on? <laughs> what, what are these things coming from? <laughs> I love it. Kind of so awesome. Good. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. 
So is there, is there one mistake maybe that you've made in the past, Christy, or with the women that you work with? What's the top mistake you, you see them make when it comes to not just their fitness, but just their, their health and wellness from a holistic pr- perspective? I honestly feel like the starvation thing, the calories in, the calories out is huge still. And it's such a misconception because I, I try to make the analogy of if you think about a high performance sports car or for a race, you have to, you know, change the oil, change the tires, put the best gasoline in. You don't see some of these, you know, professional race car drivers, one set of tires, they fill the gas tank once and they're winning all of these races. It's the same thing with the human body, whether you're male or female. If you're expecting it to perform at a high level, but you're not giving it the fuel that it needs, it's counterintuitively going to start continuously storing fat because it's feel like you're overworking it and you're starving it. So the minute you put anything in your mouth, it's going to go, okay, we don't know the next time that the, this is going to happen. So let's hold on to everything. So I feel like, you know, the, and the whole fear of carbohydrates, oh my God, (laughs) it's, it's like, it's almost like this is this new big thing that we can't talk about, or it's, it's bad for you. And it's honestly, it's, just to let everybody know, it's what your brain runs on is carbohydrates. So when you feel like you're depleted and your mental clarity isn't there and you're just you know, not with it and you're having one of those funky off days, take a look at the food you're eating. Take a look at how you're fueling your body and the activity that you're doing as well. Yeah. So is carbs it- and starving. <laughs> that seems to be the common theme. <laughs> Done. I like your plan, Christy. <laughs> Yep. Let's no carbs and we'll starve you and you'll be perfect. (laughs) Stage ready. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, this is good to hear. And something I've been thinking about too, because I am now running a online business from home and have different things going on. But for the start of my motherhood and even before that I was working at home. And so it's easy to underestimate, I think, the amount of energy that as women specifically we're outputting on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. But if you have any other human that you're caring for or for pets, you know, <laughs> or, or career, or I think just as women naturally we're nurturers, naturally mm-hmm. we're multitaskers, which means that our brains literally and physically are using more energy. You know, even if you're someone who, and you can chime in at any, any point if, you know, things are coming up, but even if you're someone who doesn't work out at the gym every day, you're probably still active because you're going from appointment to appointment, you know, you're driving, you have the to-do list running in your mind, just that the simply doing the actions to live in this day and age require a lot of energy. And I think we underestimate even the amount of energy that our brain uses because of all the um, exposure and, you know, things, decisions, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like decision fatigue is a real thing. And so I've started to think about myself as a professional athlete in that I want to fuel myself as a professional athlete because mm-hmm. I have, you know, we have things to do. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably someone who is by nature, 
you know, driven and purpose driven and wanting to make an impact in the world around us. And we can't do that on 1200 calories a day. Oh no. <laughs> so I think just even shifting our perspective to and so what this has looked like for me, and maybe you have some practical tips in this area, but literally in the start of my week, I will take out my big paper planner and I will like plan my nutrition for the week. And it's not, it's not this big intense thing. It's just like, okay, I have an extra active week or I want to make sure that I am getting in enough protein this week, or I want to drink two of my ginormous water bottles a day. And mm -hmm. it's just those little things, but I'm, scheduling them in my planner because that is telling myself that it's it's a priority I want to make that a priority mm -hmm. and so what you're saying is so good and even if you're not competing on a professional level I think if we start to look at ourselves as high performance machines it almost shifts our perspective from oh yeah why would I want to put in like corn chips in my you know, Corvette. Like that doesn't make exactly. sense. Exactly. You're you're like this beautiful hot Mustang that you have to put top of the line fuel in and you have to do it regularly if you want to keep yeah. going. Absolutely. So that's a beautiful analogy. Um, so as we kind of wrap up, Christy, you have some a really exciting new project that uh, <laughs> I, I'm on the inside scoop about. So can you tell us about that? So I just released um, my podcast called The Data Fit Show. So it's on Spotify, Google, and I'm, you know, it's brand new. And it's actually me just sharing my entire journey through this fitness competition prep from, you know, the types of bikinis that you can choose, how to choose your coaches, how I travel, um, because I do travel full time with my medical device sales job types of hotels that I have to stay in, you know, access to gyms. What do I do if I can't find something? What I, you know, I do an episode on how to shop at the grocery store, what to look for when you're on, you know, meal prep. But then I also share a lot of things that I've learned and things that trigger me. Um, my very first episode, I, I literally shared my experience of, a, of going down the rabbit hole of where my number was at with my body fat and my weight and freaked out and literally sat down on the sidewalk in New York city crying, literally. I mean, that's pretty normal for New York city, but, <laughs> <laughs> never but been. yeah, but I, I just, you know, and the, and the podcast will eventually ebb and flow into some other things, but what's I want it to be what's relevant to me and maybe take some of the things that I'm sharing through this experience and say, Hey, you know, I may not be competing, but I'm competing against something else or I'm striving for something else. And these are the feelings I'm having. They could you know, somehow assimilate. So I have that. And then, um, I'm really, really excited for the future of the girl gang evolution. I just did my very first, um, big New York city event. And, um, one of our colleagues, Dr. Beth Westy was one of my keynote speakers and a couple of other women were there. So I am actually pushing and found, um, an investor to invest in girl gang evolution. Wow. And, we, this is going to be global. So I'm really excited. And it's, you know, a four and a half hour event that eventually may grow into retreats and things. And yeah, there's just so much going on. Um, I'm also a lifestyle ambassador for the New York Fit Fest this year, which they've sought me out through social media, which is why I love social media. Wow. <laughs> 
So I will be their lifestyle ambassador for 2019 and I'm collaborating and helping with a lot of their marketing and some other things. And I'm just so, so grateful. And then, um, my website, christydata.com will be coming out in the next 90 days or so, but the first and foremost focus, so I don't get all the things coming yeah. at me is my fitness competitions. <laughs> Girl, no big deal. Okay. We're going to link to your podcast and your website. You guys need to, I was already thinking as we were talking, cause we didn't even get into like all these good nitty gritty tips. Like we mm -hmm. need a part two and three, but now sure. people can just go to your podcast. Yeah, they totally they, can. And they can get the part two, three and beyond. So thank you. Thank you for investing your time and sharing a bit of your story today with us, Christy. It means a lot. And obviously you have a lot going on and a lot of things that you could spend your time doing at this exact <laughs> moment. So I really appreciate it. Well, Woman Co. is cheering you on and I I'm coming to New York. Like I am going to participate yes. um, and attend one of these girl game gang. It's events. coming to Minneapolis actually in the fall. Oh, I'm there. <laughs> I'm there. You're going to love it. It's so great. So, All so right. great. So thanks again, Christy, for your time. I can't wait to see what's next for you. Oh, thank you. I'm so honored that you had me on your podcast, my beautiful friend. Thank you so much. Like I mentioned in the intro, I am so impressed with who Christy is. Her stepping on that stage later in life with a full-time career, not to mention, truly is fueled by her desire to impact women. She's full of practical knowledge and is always a voice of encouragement online. Make sure to check out the show notes for more or connect with her on her new podcast, Dot of Fitness Show. The number one key to take you one step further in your fitness journey today is this. I love the point that Christy made. Start to view your body as a high performance machine. Think about it. A Ferrari does not run on soda. It requires highly efficient fuel and maintenance to keep running smoothly. Deprivation, sister, is never the answer. I want you to start to think of your body as an amazing and capable machine that it is. Fuel yourself well. And if you need more assistance in this area, let's talk about this. You can take me at Well Women Co. on Instagram or on Facebook. I'm always sharing how I'm fueling my body throughout the day, whether it's just a normal day or whether I'm working out. If you feel like you'd like more support in this area, please check out Food Freedom 60 program. It's my eight-week self-study course if you need help to move in the right direction with how to feel your unique body for results that last. That link will be in the show notes as well. Lastly, remember ladies, vote with your review. That's how more people will get our message into their ears and hopefully inspire life change for one more woman. So subscribe and leave a review. Remember the first hundred will be entered for a food freedom stack prize. That includes a signed copy of my newest book, Food Freedom, and my favorite sleep and lean muscle fueling nutrition support stack. Guys, get ready to have the best sleep of your life and start noticing lean muscle mass like never before. Because I also harp in my book that sleep is the foundation for well-being. So I'm just putting my money where my mouth is. So lastly, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.